Welcome to Dungeons & Diapers. I'm your host this week, Ryan Murphy, and joining me as always is Crofton Steers. How's it going, Crofton? What, what? Hello, Ryan Murphy. Hello, mm-hmm. audience. Yeah, we're back. It feels like it's been, like, it feels two like weeks? it's been long. No, like, it feels like it's been longer than two weeks, but I know it's only been two weeks. And yeah. maybe, like, two weeks is just is longer than we thought it was. I don't know. Does that make sense? It's possible. I also feel like it has been a while. I feel like things have happened. Mm-hmm. I feel like last time you and I came back from vacation and we had a bunch of stuff that we wanted to talk about. And then we didn't even get through like half of it. Yeah. And now there's even more stuff. I know. I mean, a lot of stuff's happened in two weeks. But before we talk about all the parenting stuff, I feel like I feel like I'm getting to the point in my life with with. Caden and Abigail and the whole family unit that I could just do a whole show of like, here's all the crazy stuff that's happened to me and our family in the last two weeks. And <laughs> and I could almost like alternate where like one week is dungeons and the next week is diapers. And maybe like, maybe not an hour show each time, but like a 45 minute, 30 to 45 minute show, like bite size. But I, th- I, I think there's, there's something to it and that there's just so much stuff happening with these kids and so many fun stories and uh i won't even be able to get to them all this week but before we talk about that i'm curious we mentioned pre-show we were kind of you know uh, i think i even have it on the stream so if you go back and check the highlights you can see this conversation but spider-man has left or is leaving or he's exiting or the door hit him on the ass on the way out but spider-man is out of the mcu as far as we know and that news dropped, I had asked, because you're a big Spider-Man fan, that news dropped shortly, like maybe a couple weeks ago, and I feel like it dropped even before our last conversation, and I can't believe we didn't talk about it, because it's a big deal. Yeah, it, it's funny because um, I tell myself, mm-hmm. as a an adult who is able to see the forest for the trees, I see... Uh, I, I see these corporations jockeying back and forth yeah. to monetize my childhood in, uh, in, in, in securing the rights to Spider-Man and all this. And I'm, uh, you know, like a, a part of me just recognizes how ridiculous it is and, and how that, that the company that developed this character has lost the rights to make, fil- you know, to make mm-hmm. films. He, they don't control him in, in a whole a sphere it's like they've sold him away but then they they do in other spheres and um and uh i told myself like when i saw it all happen i'm like i shouldn't care this much like yeah. that was part of my thing i'm like i you know i'm an adult i shouldn't care and we're just coming off like you know sp- every superhero has their ups and downs and and like last year uh this this past year with far from home into the spider verse and the marvel uh spider-man game um i i think that spider-man was on a definite up you know people were like you know big into spider-man and uh and i i just it's funny because like just what is it the day before yesterday mm-hmm. my wife and i were were sort of like we were in between like shows and just different things and i was sort of folding laundry downstairs waiting for her she was doing bedtime with the kids and I saw Spider-Man Homecoming on Netflix, and I was just like, "Oh, you know what? Just while I'm folding laundry, hmm. I'll just I'll just watch watch some of this." And like, I I'm not a big movie rewatcher anymore, and I'm like, so I, I think I've seen Spider-Man Homecoming once, uh, even though I've seen a I you know I've seen a lot of uh, of other Spider-Man films quite a few times. So I was like, "Okay, I'll put that on." So I put it on, and then Jesse comes down. And she sees, she's like, oh, yeah, I remember this. And the next thing you know, we're watching the whole goddamn movie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, something that was supposed to be, like, for five minutes of folding laundry. And then, and then, you know, movie is over. There's still some There's still some time. I'm like, Jesse's like, oh, I'm going to read a book. I, I, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm just going to just do a couple more things. Then I end up, like, I bought into the, sp- uh, into the Spider-Verse. I just watched, like, a couple of scenes that I cherry pick from into the spider-verse and mm. then i'm just like oh you know what the hell and then i put marvel spider-man into the ps4 and i played it and now i'm wow. pretty much i'm pretty much back into it and i can we can talk about that a little more in the in the dungeon section but like i, I just like i had a sp- i binged on spider-man if you will 
And uh, it made me realize, like, and I've said this on the show a few times, but how he is my favorite character, a uh, uh, popular fiction character or whatever. And um, and that's why I care so much. And I can't not care. Mm-hmm. And uh, and as much as as much as I want to try not to, like, um, it's just you know. And they made him such a big part of the MCU and all that sort of stuff. Like to the extent that they didn't even have to. Mm-hmm. They really went heavy. Like we watched Homecoming, and I was like, "Can you imagine this movie outside of the MCU? Like every shot in that movie has some sort of MCU reference." Well, it's connected to the first Avengers. It's connected to, you know, yeah, Tony Stark, which is essentially connected throughout all of the MCU films in some capacity. But I think when you look at that news when it launched, it very much looked like Sony taking the ball and going home, and what i've seen as it's progressed over the last two to three weeks is that it's a little more nuanced than that like it's not just sony taking the ball and going home it's also disney like hey we we want more money we want our our people are more involved so you know i by that logic we should get more money but also they're they're driving the success up with these event films that they call them with you know civil war and avengers so i see both sides of the conversation but at the end of the day I kind of agree with the internet and in that I think Sony is a little bit more in the wrong than Disney is because Sony just has a, such a bad track record with their films in the Spider-Man universe. And I mean, Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, not great. Like, th- those films are just, are not good in my in my humble opinion. But then also, you look at Spider-Man 1, I mean, it's also not like the best film ever made, like in terms of a Spider-Man film. Two is really good. I like two. Three was, let's not go there, but I think two is really good. One is a good first stab. Like, in terms of a first Spider-Man movie, really well done. But honestly, like, you look at that film and it's like, woof. It's a really a product of its time. Like, you've got a giant, you got Willem Dafoe in this big plastic green suit running around throwing, like, orange bombs at people. It does not age well. <laughs> No, and like I'm not saying that Sony is incapable of making, you know, say a good Spider-Man film or what mm-hmm. have you, but let you know part of the reason that they're they're forging their own path, they like they just made a good Spider-Man film in in um, in uh, Into the Spider-Verse, right? Yeah, and, sure. Uh, I think it's the success of that film and the monetary success of Venom that has led them to be like, well, geez, you know, like we can do because people were already talking about like, how does Venom, how are they going to do, what are they going to do? Like Venom was a success. They're working on Venom 2. They're working on Morbius. How are they going to fit these characters in with Spider-Man? Like how's Marvel going to going to work, work this into the MCU or not? And so like, in the end, like they don't have to deal with any like any of those questions because now it's it it, it it's cut cut and dry. Mm-hmm. And I I will just say uh, that I don't care. I don't care who's to blame. I don't care who's right or who's wrong. It does frustrate me that the company that brought Spider Man to life no longer has access to him in in a certain in a certain field. That's always frustrated me. Like I don't I don't care so much uh, about blame. But one thing um one thing that I do care about is just that like i feel that they had a good thing going here and and that they they've kind of they've kind of blown it and for for no reason other than everybody wanting money and it just makes like when i say that spider-man is my favorite character it now comes with an a realization that he's a giant tool for corporations jockeying to exploit my money you know and i find i find that that really frustrating the silver lining that i will i will say and this is the the thing that i do i do feel is that when they when they said spider-man was coming to the mcu i was like that's cool good Mm -hmm. you know like that's awesome but then they went hard on the mcu so they went like spider-man's first appearance is in friggin germany spider-man never goes to germany then the next thing you know it's like oh he's buddy buddy with iron man all the time and homecoming you know i watch it it's it's a great movie but it's clearly its own identity as as is far from home which goes a, a, a level further and it's like they're in venice and they're in all these crazy places don't get me wrong i love those movies they're awesome but they're they're obviously not the spider-man that i you know the the, the friendly neighborhood spider-man right yeah like and i'm it, it, 
Yeah. And and so there's an opportunity to to I guess there's just the Sony has an opportunity to do that to do that Spider-Man, you know, mm-hmm. like to have like like the fact that and this is a spoiler for Far From Home, which I think is fair at this point. It I mean um, it got announced that I think it's you can get it digitally now. You can buy Far From Home. So there's the, at the end of Far From Home in the post-credit sequence, there's an appearance by J. Jonah Jameson, and he had J. Jonah Jameson hadn't been seen um, thus far in the Spider-Man films, um, and you know he's a major supporting. There's some major supporting characters in the Spider-Man mythos, and he's one of them. And uh, it, but what was so unique, obviously, was that he was played by the exact same guy yeah. who played him in the Tobey Maguire trilogy. Um, in the exact same way too like oh, there yeah. was no there was no stretch it was like and so it does feel a little bit like so it 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 there did did feel to be a bit of a baton passing into the sony verse at this point it's like okay you I know mean, like this yeah like i think i think when they made far from home this was very much an see here's the thing like they had five films they made a five film deal and uh, that five film deal, for some reason, uh, told a story that needed a, still needed an ending. There's a third part in there that needs to be told because it ends on a cliffhanger. Uh, the fact that they have J. Jonah Jameson played by the same actor at the very end, I think, is probably just due to the fact that he just portrayed him so well in the Raimi films. And I, I, I think that's great, but I think they... I don't think there's anything about Far From Home in, in them saying, tipping their hat and being like, well, we need to, we need to f- pull back here a little bit. Like there, I think there's a way it's easier for Sony to take the end of Far From Home and roll into a Sony verse based on where that film left Spider-Man and his supporting characters, because essentially the result of that could basically be like, well, the third movie is he's, He's gone. He's leaving. He's gone dark. And he needs to just vacate the area. And that leaves up a lot of opportunities to literally move Spider-Man somewhere else where you can be as far away from as possible from literally the MCU. Where, where it becomes harder is like the, M- the Marvel Universe essentially has an entire phase to have us forget that Spider-Man exists. Because they can just kind of do a bunch of films that don't focus on New York until we forget Spider-Man was ever in the MCU or they cut a deal and he comes back. But I think there's, there's some clear paths on both sides, but I agree with what you said is like, this feels like a tug of war match between two. And let's face it, like two big corporations, but like a small failing pictures and a giant like Galactus style conglomerate that just eats everything it's not a fair fight like disney is the bigger is the bigger corporation here and sony pictures is this failing arm of a japanese company and a lot of things could happen you kind of have to give sony pictures credit as as you know determined as they are to you know bare their teeth and and try to make spider-man 3 happen on their own it's i see both sides of it and you know i i i think sony's I don't know. You're right. It's hard to say who's in the wrong here. It doesn't matter. What matters is, is that we might be getting a very different Spider-Man in a couple of years. And the last thing I'd say is like, mm-hmm. I, I kind of, I kind of hope like it seems for proceeding with Tom Holland and all that. Yeah. And I kind of hope that like, as dumb as it is, they rebooted it so many times, but I'm just like, <laughs> forget it, man. Redo it again. Like you're, no. you're at the point. Really? No. Yeah. Because it's just like, why, why would you try to, you, like you can no longer you're telling a story that everybody's aware that you can no longer mention all these pieces of it sure now and and what what i will say is that i just feel that that uh marvel is actually losing bigger here oh yeah and, for uh, sure and um i i didn't th- i didn't think like this this company that is just you know disney rather has has got like so many blockbusters this year and uh, avengers endgame and, and spider-man like Spider-Man Far From Home is Sony's biggest movie ever, and it's um, it's it's not even the biggest movie for Disney this year, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think that what what happens is that that Marvel is um, you know when they when they release their Phase Four uh, 
plate and every i kind of was like we're spider-man and that should have been a clue right there yeah but 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 uh when they released that i was i immediately because i i had had my fill of superhero movies a little bit with avengers endgame it was a really good topper and i said like if it wasn't for spider-man my all-time favorite character coming up behind i i would be out for a while uh on superhero movies and now I feel that really holds true. Like I look at all these mm-hmm. movies and it'll be up to Disney and Marvel to sell me on each one because like the Eternals may be awesome, but they they have to sell me on it. Like whereas Sony, as much as I want to be mad at them and be I like, know. God damn it. Soon as Spider-Man whatever comes out, I am likely to be, you know, in line to, to see it. And my expectation, and I could be wrong is to buffer the gap that they will do uh, a, a Spider-Man, Spider-Verse of some sort with Garfield, Maguire, and and uh, uh, whatchamacallit? Uh, Holland. You think Holland. they'll actually do that? I, I think that they have... I think that they have a very small window to do it mm-hmm. um, before everybody... Yeah, you know, ages out or it gets too weird. Like right now, they could still they could still pull the trigger on that. And because yeah, uh, Garth, it, it, you've got Tobey Maguire being like the adult Spider-Man, like aging Spider-Man, um, with kids, and then you've got uh, you've got Andrew Garfield, who's like college graduate. He's you know he's got a job. He's balancing like making money and not having a home and or having a, a home of his own and you know that sort of thing. And then you got Tom Holland who's you know kid Spider-Man. I think you're right like doing a, a live action Spider-Verse to capitalize not only on the the film uh, animated film and then a sequel to that animated film. You could and do they something would have, fun. And again it would be like I, you know, introduction of Miles Morales uh, as well. Like, I mean, it would, uh, yeah, it wouldn't just be a bunch of variants of Peter Parker. It's just that they all exist. So you could throw those three in for fan service and then you, then you throw it a couple more. I'm not exactly sure how it worked, but I kind of feel that uh, looking at Sony, you know, they're, they're, they're going to have Spider-Man start cameoing maybe in some of their other movies and all that. Anyway, I recognize the spider talk has gone well, no, way no, longer. No. I think it's good. I think this is good dungeon talk anyways, because I think it's something that's been on our mind. But I think with an, a live action into the Spider-Verse, the way you could do it is basically have it so uh, it allows you to put the MCU Spider-Man on ice Sony gets to make their own film and try it out with their own tastes and, and creative. And then it opens up and it's kind of like a, a Spider-Man adjacent film, similar to the animated series or the animated film. And then if Sony and Disney, you know, come to their senses and figure out a plan that works for everybody, including the fan base, Spider-Man MCU comes back in and that was a side adventure. It didn't happen. It's not something that it was a fun adventure, but it was, it's just a cool film. I think that's a good compromise if but I don't think Sony's that smart or driven. They're probably just going to try to continue what Kevin Feige has set up for them without MCU characters. I really I I can't give I don't it'll be interesting to see what they do basically. And I would just I would just cap this by saying mm-hmm. that news came out today sure. that Sony Pictures is looking to remake uh, a print The Princess Bride right. and uh a lot of people are super pissed about that. They think that it's, you know, one of those movies that doesn't need to be remade, that it's perfect the first time and all that sort of Did stuff. Did they cast Tom Holland? <laughs> and uh, yeah, it would not surprise me. But but uh, it, it has not gone over well thus far. And I, I do think, to your point about it maybe being a bit of a flailing studio right now, it, it, it truly, um, elements of it do, do feel that way. I think my thing is having kids... Um, and and realizing that the the pop culture that they consume now mm-hmm. will at one point be really nostalgic for them like when you know my buddy bo lines up for the transformer movies all the time and i'm like why do you watch that garbage but he has <laughs> said, he, he has such an emotional uh, attachment to it sure. from from his childhood i did not watch you know transformers and i don't have that don't have that connective tissue but i do with spider-man so i do recognize the power of these of these franchises and often they they only reach their full power once we become adults and to see it spider-man uh be something that i'm exposing my daughter to more and more become a, a, 
a tool to be leveraged by these giant corporations like a plaything kind of hurts my heart and so uh, i hope that something gets worked out but anyway that's just life it could take months it could, we might not get any news until the new year i think uh but either way i think sony is dealing with a lot of negativity and uh they're feeling it even even seeing like people like break down the films they're gonna boycott and the films they they can't be without like i think sony is doing like a couple of bill murray projects like ghostbusters and people are like i'm gonna boycott every sony film except for ghostbusters because you know i'm a big ghostbusters fan uh so yeah anyways let's uh delve even deeper into these dungeons and while we're on the topic of spider-man you'd, you'd mentioned you're playing spider-man so you didn't finish it eh? you jump back in no i sorry so uh two things on uh-huh. spider-man number more Spider-Man. one uh i yeah I'm a, lo- a lot more spider-man <laughs> okay perfect uh, number one um I, I have not only have I finished Marvel Spider Man on PS4, okay. I have a hundred percented it. I have a hundred percented every D- DLC, and I have the platinum trophy, which I've never gotten on any PS4 game. Nice. Uh, so I have zero reason, to, aside from a few costumes that have dropped since you know, like uh, I have no reason to to replay it. There is a new game plus mode um, that. Uh, that I think there's more trophies associated to finishing on. New I game think Plus. there is, but new game plus is like, I'm playing it and I'm playing it on the hardest difficulty, which is like ultimate or something. And, um, it is like, there's not much that's different, mm-hmm. uh, or new. It's not like they, they any add any sort of wrinkle to the experience, but I had only played the game once. So it's like, you know, you only watch a movie if you've only watched a movie once watching it a second time still feels kind of fresh especially if you so i'm but i'm not one for much for going back to games um but uh, everybody's talking about gears of war 5 i have an xbox game pass but i had not played gears of war 4 and mm-hmm. i was a huge fan of the original trilogy and gears gears 4 was on game pass and i downloaded it and for some reason it's enormous like bigger than gears 5 like twice as big as gears 5 really? to download it's like 120 gigs oh um, my gosh as to as opposed to gears 5's uh 55 gigs so i downloaded it forever to play to play gears 4 and i played it one night with my buddy who came over and we played co-op like we had played the original gears couch co-op nice. that was awesome then i kept playing it by myself Still fun, but not that great. Like, it's really a game that is clearly meant to be played co-op. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, I didn't even get to Gears 5. I'm, I'm not saying I've dropped Gears 4, but I've clearly switched on to Spider-Man. So uh, Yeah, I've always played the Gears game solos. Uh, like, I've never really... I've never really had, like, a co-op person to play most games with. Uh, although, I played a little bit of co-op this past week with uh with borderlands 3 but with gears it's always been a solo game i really liked gears 4 because it was far enough removed from the original trilogy and judgment uh so gears of war 4 felt familiar but new in a sense but very very familiar and i've played a little bit of gears 5 uh more so of horde mode and escalation i played with a, a co-host of mine from summoners call uh eddie had picked it up so we were playing and horde i'm reminded that horde mode just takes forever and by the time it starts to escalate and get interesting you just die and it takes about an hour to get there i don't know why i liked horde mode so much back in the gears two days Oh, it, I love tour mode. It might have been just the fact that I had more free time, and I'm, but literally I'm playing Gears 5, and we, we played the new mode, Escalation, and they're like half-hour matches, and it's kind of like, it feels very much like Left 4 Dead, where you and three other people are trying to escape this hive, and you you don't have weapons. You pick up weapons that are on the ground, and you have to scrounge for ammo and look for like supply drops and stuff. And it's very much like a race to the end. You're timed through the whole thing. And it took about a half hour to get through. And that was really fun. But Horde Mode, it's like the first 15 levels are like, oh my gosh, this is so easy. This is so easy. And then all of a sudden, the difficulty ramps up. Everybody quits and then you die. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. It's not it's as true. fun. I get, I, I guess. Uh, it is, just Gears for me was one of those like... It's it's funny how things fall in your life, and I wonder yeah. how things fall now for the Twitch generation. But for me, um, I was the first of my friends to get like an HD TV, hmm. and uh, 
and uh, an Xbox 360. And so uh, I had no kids. Obviously, we were single. <laughs> we had just started working. We had money. 2006, like I went to university 2000 to 2003 or four. Uh, I traveled a bit and now I'm into my career job at this point. So I've got the money. I've got the time. I don't have homework to worry about. And then, um, and, and, and so I would have my friends over to my house and they would, and they never seen graphics like Gears of War. Like when Gears of War 1 came out on Xbox 360, there had been other games that were in HD, obviously on the Xbox 360. But a lot of them were just up games from the previous generation, as is the, 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 the trend, right? The games that were designed for these consoles were few and far between. And Gears, when it came out, like, it graphically, it absolutely blew our minds. And then to, to play it, um, the gameplay just felt, like, so smooth. And it really felt like, like there had been very few cover shooters. There had been, like, this Operation Win Back on N64 or some shit. But there's nothing like Gears. The like cover shooters are a dime a dozen now, but they were definitely not then. So we played Gears 1 a lot. And we played it on all difficulties through the campaign because there was only campaign unless you did deathmatch multiplayer and then gears 2 came out and that was cliff blazinski's like bigger better more badass gears mm -hmm. and uh and it was the one that introduced horde mode and all that sort of stuff and so we didn't play the campaign a zillion times we played the campaign once and then we played a ton of horde mode um uh, which which i remember and then by the time gears 3 came out we were that time in our lives mm -hmm. had passed like we were we were now now it was all things were getting more complicated time was more at a premium there was no more like come over and play co-op gears for a really really long time um so so and now obviously years and years and years later i played gears 4 it has that nostalgic value for everybody but at the same time nobody's sitting around the couch playing the game anymore we're all you know older and with yeah. responsibilities and stuff yeah and gears gears of war i mean should not come as a surprise to anyone but it's not a game that you can play around kids like there's a lot of violence uh there's literally a chainsaw gun that will saw people in half um i, I shouldn't be telling you this because everybody should know this of course ryan gears of war is not for kids hey ryan actually <clears throat> i'll do you um because I remember how aghast I was when you were playing Spider-Man in front. You're like, "Hey, look!" Oh, that's King right. Kingpin. Yeah. Check out, check out this this gunfight with the Kingpin. But, oh, I um, forgot. That was my bad. Yeah. Like I didn't realize that the the game was gonna start. But then I quickly like, ah, eh, this is probably not for you. But then once we were like just swinging around, it, it was fine. Like he was cool with it. So I did not orchestrate this and it's going to sound a hundred percent like i did as soon as i start saying it based on what everybody's heard me profess about my love for spider-man sure but my daughter gwen has asked me to play spider-man like pretend spider-man you may recall on this show i lamented how we always had to play mermaids yeah. um well mermaids the era of mermaids is past and now it's the era of spider-man and spider gwen and i was like how did this happen? Because I didn't do it. And she was at like extended day program during the summer. And I guess like it was raining one day and they screened like some TV shows and they showed us just one episode of one Spider-Man show. And it was like, really like a life, sort of like her, a Disney adventure type thing. I have no, I still have no idea what she saw. I, I feel like it may have even been a musical YouTube thing. I tried huh. to show her a couple of clips of things and I was, but I, I'm, it's very tough because she's five, right? So she's really too young for a lot in terms of like Spider-Man. And I'm, yeah. I, 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 um, but the yesterday or no Sunday, Sunday afternoon, it was quiet and it was like we were at home and I was like, hey, you want to play a video game? Because she hasn't wanted to play one for a long time. I'm hoping she gets on board with Link's Awakening. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, so I said, uh, hey, you want to check out a Spider-Man video game? And she was like, oh, god damn. Yes, I do. I'm for sure. And, <laughs> That's what she and, sounds and we, like. Yeah, goddamn. And then we rushed, we rushed down. She's like, what is this? And so she's also never seen a PS4 game or anything like that, right? Mm. Um, so I was like, okay. All right, I said, I, and I explained to her, I was like, look, this game has got a lot of stuff in it, so all I'm going to show you 
is we're going to swing around in a, mm-hmm. in the city. I'll show you his spider powers and stuff. And then we'll try on costumes. And then maybe we can take some photos. That's it, right? There's no bad guys or whatever. And I played it. I opened my game that was like 100% something so that there were literally no bad guys. There was even no random crimes cropping up or whatever. It was mm-hmm. like... It was I was so it was perfect in in that regard, but Gwen kept asking about bad guys. She's like, "Are there?" She clearly wanted me to find bad guys. <laughs> yeah, of course. It, uh, you know, she wanted me to fight bad guys and that sort of stuff. But I was like, "No, no, no, we're gonna do this." And we did. We had fun in photo mode. You can put stickers on the photos. She was amazed to see Spider like uh, Spider Man swing across the city and try on the different costumes and stuff. Uh, but then. I was like, oh, maybe I can show you like one fight or like one thing, <laughs> and I and I felt that I would be able to just web everybody, you know, like just whatever. Yeah. Uh, and and, the, and and so I land, and there's this guy getting mugged, and then immediately they pull out guns, and then one guy's like, "I'm gonna kick your ass, Spider Man," and I'm like, "Oh <laughs> man, I really didn't think this through." And then they start they, they start shooting or whatever at me, and then. Gwen's never like seen guns or really has any sense sure. of what they are. And I'm like, ah, uh, so I throw the web bombs and it explodes. It luckily webs pretty much everyone. Uh, to the, and, and then I just web quickly web the other ones. And then I'm like, okay, we got to go. And, and then uh, and then I take off. And then I'm like, okay, we're going to turn this off now, Gwen. And Gwen was like, no, no, I want to, let's fight more guys. I was like, no, no, uh, I think you've seen enough. Um, I'm going to get in trouble from mommy. She was explaining to mummy upstairs. Oh, she, she she's like, we saw there were bad guys, and then and then daddy jumped down, and then he just like, and then she starts gesturing with her fist, and I was like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, so yeah, so we're back to playing pretend Spider Man and no more video game Spider Man. Yeah, right. I, well that's fine. Like I remember when Caden was was uh, a little bit younger, uh, probably probably two and he would want to play pretend spider-man so essentially you'd you'd pick him up and you'd kind of like swing him around and then kind of like at the top end of the swing i'd like throw him up in the air and then catch him again go like do another swing another pendulum and then also i would have him like i would put him up on the wall and he'd like stick his feet up and then we'd like jump off the wall and we'd go to the next one and he really liked that pretend spider-man um abby not so much like abby's you know content to just now our big thing is we play dinosaur so i just run around and like stop my feet and go rah, rah, and everyone's like oh we're gonna do this too and it's super annoying uh to everybody else but we enjoy it um but yeah like i mean now that we're kind of already here we might as well shelve the rest of the dungeon diving and head into the diapers which doesn't sound at all appealing but really good stories i think this week as we kind of catch up on sort of the i wouldn't say leftovers from last episode but um, as we always mention, I can't, I don't think it can be a Dungeons and Diapers episode without some Paw Patrol. So I did something pretty crazy last month. I'd say like early August. I took, I took mm-hmm. three drops of acid and watched 24 hours straight of Paw Patrol. Yeah. And now I think I'm Marshall. Yeah, for sure. I, I had a, a, a walking in the, uh, a journey. What do they call it? A, a spiritual journey where I was Marshall. I would, I would, uh, I would, I don't know. I, I would always fall over stuff and then land perfectly in an elevator and then have some quick I just have line. A, an image of Ashley, like, wake, waking you up and all you're doing is, like, you've got your, like, legs in the air, like, paws, and you're like, who's ready for a rough, rough rescue? Yeah. Uh, over and over. <laughs> wake up, Ryan. Come on. God, are you on LSD again? It's time to take care of the kids. Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much how it went. So that's the story. No, um, I so Ashley. So for those who aren't aware, like Ashley works Saturdays, uh, so I have the kids by myself, and, which is great because it, I, after being at work all week, it's nice to have one day where it's just me and the kids to be like, hey, now we get to do cool stuff. Um, and it's weird. Like I always say to people, it's like, oh yeah, I have the kids on Saturday. I can't do anything. And people are like, what? And it's like, no, no. It's just Ashley works. It's like saying I got to babysit my kids. You know, it's just not the way you say it. It's a weird way of saying things. But, uh, you know, I don't know if you've ever had that happen to you. I sometimes catch myself. Not that it's like there are obviously family situations where that's the case. And as long as it's a healthy family situation, that's fine. But for for me, obviously, it's just a, a weird 
phrasing problem. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, like, do you ever, has that ever happened to you? Have you ever done that? Uh, that I've said that, like, oh, I'm, I got the, I'm babysitting the kids. Or I've or got the kids like this weekend or something like that. I've never said that I'm babysitting the kids. I definitely never even think like that, you know, like, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> well, but thanks, no, yeah. No, no, no. You, to use that term, it's just not on my brain. Like I'm like I'm I'm their dad. I'm always yeah, of course. Dad. But but the other thing is the way that Jesse and I do it, and we probably should be better on this. Honestly, is that we never really have days where one of us takes both of the the kids. Like it's oh, just, okay. It's just like you have you have Ashley going going to work. So of course you know so you got it. You've got to do that. But for me, because. Like Jesse have has them both in the afternoon before I get back from work. She works less hours than me in the week and, and therefore has both she does both pickups and for about two hours has both kids. But on the weekend we're generally like doing family stuff together. Mm-hmm. No day do just one or the other of us take off although we will maybe in the evening and that sort of thing. So but I, I'm not saying that that's the right thing. I, in fact I think that we should, like, I should sit, we should make time for ourselves and say, like, you know, this Saturday, Jesse, you go to the spa and I'll take the kids all day. And we don't do that. We mm-hmm. really, like, we really do stuff together yeah. all, the, all the time, which which sounds good, but it's, it's sometimes not always great. Yeah. It, I mean, it really depends. But, I mean, and it's nice. F- I, even though Ashley's going to work, it's still a break. She has adult fellow adults she can talk to. Like, that's a big thing. You know, because she's a stay-at-home uh, mom, I think that's a really big, that would be a big hurdle for me. And that's why I say to Ashley, like, I enjoy doing these podcasts because I get to have my one hour of video game time to talk, my one hour of Fire Emblem, my one hour of zombies, my one hour of just general shooting the shit, right? Like, I get all that. And I get to talk about parenting stuff too, right? So it's a nice balance, but I think you're right. Like, it's, it, we Sunday's our family day, Saturday's what i call you know someone had i think it was a there's a book out there something about dadder day so like saturdays are dadder day so we get to have some fun times and a couple of uh, dadder days ago we went to the movies me and kate and abigail all went to the movies to see the paw patrol movie ready race rescue and uh i gotta say it was a really fun experience because i grew up going to the movies with you know, my brothers, my mom and dad, like my grandmother, it's a really important memory to me. And, uh, I think the, f- the first movie I went to the, uh, the first movie I saw with Caden, he was three months old and we saw, uh, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. So <laughs> <laughs> suffice to say, we didn't go to the movies again after that. <laughs> uh, his reviews were in line with, uh, most of the critics <laughs> um, he pooped his pants and then cried out of the uh, out of the theater. So uh... <laughs> it's funny because I think I actually saw that review on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it was like this movie was so bad I pooped my pants. Caden, comma Peterborough Examiner, which which uh, oh I nailed didn't know it. Good job. For. Yeah, no, he's yeah. Uh, he's a guest columnist, youngest yeah. guest columnist in the town of Peterborough. I think hey, he did a fantastic job considering he couldn't. He pooped his pants. Um, very often, but, uh, yeah, so we, so we went back to the movies. I, I really, you know, Caden and Abigail love Paw Patrol and they like, obviously like all kids love to snack. So I, you know, I know you're not supposed to, but we, I, I, I guess there's stuff out there like where kids aren't supposed to have popcorn, but in this instance, I was like scooping it out of the bucket to make sure it was all popcorn and then monitoring them quite regularly. I guess there's a rule, like they have to be like five or six to have popcorn, which sounds like like an anti-fun rule, I guess. But uh, So they don't choke on the kernels? I didn't know that. I could see how it kind of makes sense. Like, Although I think four is fine. Like, yeah, I mean, I think there's a thing about popcorn when you pop it at home, like it might not be like properly popped. And sometimes the kernels can still be embedded. But I think at the movie theaters, it's as long as you don't let them eat the bottom of the barrel, it should be. It was fine. We all survived. Uh, I I actually probably had more trouble with the popcorn than they did. But uh, we uh, so we watched the movie and they were really good. They stood the whole time. The thing is, like with the Paw Patrol movie, 
it's not quite on the level of like the Simpsons movie where you can clearly tell the difference in quality between the movie and the television show. But in this one, there is a certain uptake, you know, an uptick in quality. I, I noticed a little bit. And, but but it is not a it's like a longer Paw Patrol episode, probably double length. But they tack on like a couple more episodes to the end. And of course, I've seen them billions of times, and so have what? the kids. Really? Yeah. So the, so they like artificially inflate the length of the film with like Paw Patrol episodes from TV. Yeah, yeah. So it was about it was supposed to be it was about an hour and a half, and the movie kind of cut into Abby's nap time. So we had I actually had to serve them lunch in the van on the way home and hope they ate it kind of right away so abby but could that's kind of like that's kind of good in a sense meaning that like you could be like especially for young kids because yeah. you can go and you're getting like a 45 minute movie experience without like you know and then you could choose to stay if you want to extend it and watch those episodes or you can just bounce yeah like i i contemplated kind of going to like a real movie because i think toy story 4 was still in theater and it was like an 11 a.m. showing, but then I was like, uh, it's a two-hour movie factor in, like, they still play the, you know, commercials at the beginning. It, there was no way we were going to get in and out in a decent time. Now, Caden can probably do, like, a full-length feature. Um, this was actually not the first full movie he's seen. Like, we went and saw... Uh... Batman versus Superman, <laughs> okay. Dawn of Justice. That's I true. know, I read his review. Yes, we did see that one, sorry. But uh, we also saw the new Three Grinch hours. film yeah that one he did not again like he didn't last through donald oh, I, remember, I remember the grinch film you mentioned that one like and yeah. it, it is funny uh, during that time i'm not sure if you recall when you were talking about the grinch film and because i really want to go see a movie in theaters with gwen mm-hmm. but like i i've put this artificial um barrier on myself where it's got to be like like you know you when when I'm super old and she's like, remember when you took me to the movies, Daddy? And like, uh, what is the what's your first recollection? Like, I I talk to a lot of my friends. It's like, oh, I remember seeing E.T. was the first movie I saw, or I I saw like some sort of classic. Yeah. And I'm just I'm just like, so I think I've come to terms with the fact that Gwen, who is now five years old, which honestly is pretty old to have never seen a movie in theaters, I think. Um, like I'm leaning towards, uh, I think it's going to be Frozen Two. Is going to be her. Uh, that would be. A good, I think that like in the in the scheme of movies that she would enjoy, like I think that's a good, that's a good, that's a good one to to see. Like I think there's a difference. I think when when we were younger and we went to see, oh, our my first film was and look back fondly. I think our parents probably feel the same way we would. Not to say that Frozen or Frozen Two is a bad film, but you know it probably isn't. I don't want to speak for you, but probably not our preferred, you know, first movie if we're talking about like E.T. and like all those other classic. I don't know. I I prefer, I put Frozen like up against some of those Disney animated films that yeah. I saw. Like because I was in a shit season. Like there was a series between like the eight, like around the eighties before the Little Mermaid, where Disney had like you know, a bunch of crap movies. And I thought they were awesome. Like, you know, that Robin hood movie with the Fox. Did you ever see that? Yeah. Oh, I love that one. Oh, me too. I loved it. But that movie's a piece of shit. Like, no, <laughs> it's no, it's not like, great. I, I'd, I'd have, have to do the dodo or whatever, you know, they had to, they had to recycle animation from the jungle book and all sorts of like little John is essentially Baloo from the, like, it, it's, Oh, he's a reskin Baloo. Yeah, for sure. Uh, every, no, but like literally animation is, is reused and stuff like that. Like, it's just, anyway, my, my I guess my, my point is just that, that like I've put emotional stock in that movie. We mm. rented it because nobody bought movies. We rented it like eight times from the friggin' VHS place. Sorry, the beta max place. Um, and, uh, and so, like, it was, it, it, uh, you know, I have, like, emotional sentiment. I have sentimentality attached to it. But here's the thing. In this new generation that we live in, everything is sequels. Like, you were talking yeah. about, like, um, Toy Story. It's like, it's the fourth Toy Story. I'm like, Gwen hasn't seen Toy Story 1, 2, or 3. And and some people might be like, what, Crofted, you horrible parent? And I would say to them, Disney Plus is not out in Canada yet. And when it is, a lot of this shit will be more accessible. But yeah. right now... It's difficult because Disney literally locks these films back in the vault still. Oh, I yeah. wanted to show Gwen Aladdin when the, the new Aladdin movie came out. I was like, hey, we should watch 
Aladdin original. I could not get it. You can't even buy it off Google Plus or whatever. I could only find some dirty YouTube streams and, uh, and uh, divide it into like eighteen parts. And I wasn't gonna, <laughs> and I wasn't gonna watch that. So, so I mean, it it's just it's just funny because like Frozen is like there's only one Frozen. I knew that Gwen would kind of like it, so I made efforts to kind of track track it down and and got the dvd for it we like we watched it i think mm-hmm. i bought it on the playstation network actually originally uh, like i paid for it because i was like oh she's gonna like this uh-huh. um and and so now so like frozen 2 she's seen all she needs to see she's seen frozen 1 a zillion times but like like all the other movies um you know the incredibles 2 the uh, the true secret lives of pets 2 oh. the um the the what you would call it like every i look at every movie that's coming out for kids in the summer and it's either a remake of something like the lion king or whatever that could that there's a better version she could see or it's a sequel mm-hmm. and it, when we were kids it was always new shit like disney would put out new like there weren't that many sequels like there are now no that's a good point and i mean i don't mean to besmirch frozen i actually think frozen is kind of uh probably the reason disney animation has kind of bounced back because i really i think frozen was way better than anything they had done previously with their 3d animation studio that tangled movie is fucked up i'm not sure if you've ever seen it i've seen it but i've kind i don't remember it Gwen, um, I had Gwen watch it after Frozen. I was like, "Oh, Frozen was so good." Uh, okay, I think Tangled was on Netflix. Sure. And we watched it, it, and she she had like n- nightmares forever. And I had to like, oh really? I had to, I had to, yeah, because it opens with like a friggin' baby being abducted by a witch, and then the witch raises the baby and pretends to be its mo- you know, mother, uh, and and then the and then like. Uh, you know, and then in in time, she's the villain of the piece, but she's also the person, the the girl's mom. And your kid's four years old and being like, "Was I stolen, Daddy?" And I was like, "No, oh, <laughs> God damn it, no." Uh, you know, like so. And, and you better and, believe and me, go- kid. And going to bed and being like, "Is a witch gonna break into my room?" Oh my and gosh! All, all this stuff. It's it's really a fucked up story. First off, and then yeah. when when you even the the animated version that's kind of softer, whereas Frozen is kind of like all it's all it's all positive messaging, and there's nothing too, you know, like there's nothing scary. She had no nightmares with that one. So no, no Frozen's pretty Frozen's pretty solid, and I think Frozen Two will probably be in the same wavelength. So that's a it's really ice good cold. One. Yeah. Ice solid. But the thing is... Solid the, ice. <laughs> the thing with nostalgia is, is that when my kids... When Caden says, oh, I remember when we saw The Grinch, or I remember when we saw the Paw Patrol movie, or insert movie here he saw at an age which he can remember, and then I'll always be able to say to him, no, your first film was Batman v Superman, Dawn <laughs> Justice, <laughs> and you're going to like it. <laughs> it, was, it was the first movie you saw at theaters. Yeah, and the first uh, movie you reviewed. Yeah. <laughs> You gave it one diaper full of poop. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, it's... Uh, I'm curious. So, obviously, with the Spider-Man talk, we're running a little late here. But um, if we both had to do one quick story, what would you choose? Oh, one quick story. Yeah, what What do you got for me? You've got, uh, you got a rat-a-tat-tat cat? What's that? Oh, it's just... It's... Um... Gwen is for like we've been buying board games for Gwen for a while now because like sure. honestly board games in the after in the afternoon or evening. Um, first off, I'm a big board game guy in general, but to be able to play board games with your kid is is, is really fun. But we we be they a require a certain amount of setup mm-hmm. and b um, we had to identify board games in which there wasn't really a, a winner. It was we won together, we lose together. You know. Mm-hmm. Like, it's player versus computer, except there's no computer, whatever. Yeah. Uh, th- those were the games. So, Rat Attack Cat, it was Gwen. So, it was Gwen's fifth birthday at the end of the summer. She's now a big girl. And uh, she got uh, one of the gifts Jesse chose was this card game. It's called Rat Attack Cat. It's a competitive card game. Like, you know how Goldfish or whatever is competitive. Sure. But, um, and we, you know, she'd read some reviews. And it's really fun. Like, I, I admit that it's a pretty fun game. But it, it's it's doubly fun because Gwen loves it so much. Like every night she wants to play Rat Attack Cat and that. And at the beginning it was 
frustrating because she would throw a fit whenever she lost. And hmm. obviously, I'm amazing at games, so I schooled her all the time. And so she would throw all these she would throw all these fits, and then we had to have discussions about it. But I, she's been great to see her maturity level jump up. And now she's like, she gets it. She wins some, she loses some. She cheats all the goddamn time, and I have to, <laughs> I have to, I have to call her, call her on her cheating. Sometimes it's accidental, but sometimes it's totally not. Um, That's cool. Like not to not to kind of dig in on the cheating factor, but I think we should appreciate that it's a it it takes a lot of sort of mind. It takes a uh, it takes a smart person to to cheat because they have to know they're cheating they have to know that they're oh i have to do this so it appears as though i'm winning i'm not saying you encourage that behavior but like off script you know gwen not listening to this right now not encouraging her to cheat yeah. but it is kind of like there's an interesting part of that like man she's getting so smart that she's trying to cheat that's so, a little scary is it not it, it is scary and i do i was there was a moment i was actually pretty proud of yeah her, well there you go uh, where so <laughs> in the evening we play ratatat cat well clara's having her bath and uh and then doing uh, and jesse's doing her bedtime so gwen and i are trying to be quiet mm-hmm. and gwen has her snack and she plays the card games so we're playing the game and the way the card the game works is that you have two to four cards that are face down so you do not know what they are and that's tricky it's like it's the person with the lowest score their numbered cards one to nine is the person with the lowest score of their four cards that wins so you're looking for zeros and ones and not eights and nines and stuff that but you don't know what you have uh there's certain cards that allow you to peek and there's different things like but you have at least two we play the version where there's two cards flipped up that you can see and two cards flipped down that you cannot see so gwen (laughs) gwen like was eating her snack and she knows like that it drives me nuts when she drops stuff on the ground so she she wanted to see underneath her cards and knew that like that's cheating she can't look at the ones that are face down so she took her like she's eating this muffin and she pretended to drop it she's like oh daddy i dropped my muffin and then i was like oh okay i'll get it and then then i bent over under the table to get it and then as i was coming up like i looked and i saw she was just putting down like she had just peeked at the card and then put it down right back down and i was like you cheated and i said you cheated dr jones you know and uh she she was she was like i don't i don't cheat i didn't cheat and i don't understand that reference yeah i don't understand that reference and i did not cheat and i was like you did cheat i'm like you did cheat and i'm like this game is over I'm like, we're ending the game right now. And and then she was like, she put in a little fit or whatever. And then she's like, I didn't cheat. And I was like, all right. Uh, I love that you're hey. flipping the table. And then like your, yeah, your yeah. wife and small child are upstairs wondering what the heck is going on down there. Je- Jesse thinks I'm too militant on the rules and that I should let her cheat. And I'm like, no, mm. that is not happening. She's not cheating on me or whatever. I like, see both sides of it. Like, I mean, but like, yeah, I don't know. Like with Caden... If she can drop a muffin on the ground to distract me so she can look at the cards and she can goddamn follow the rules. That's pretty like that's pretty elusive. That's uh that's something. Uh, yeah. yeah. But How? anyway, Rat Attack Cat's great game for her kids. I'd say it says six and up on the box, but I feel like five is totally fine. Like Gwen's killing it at five and she just turned five, so yeah. not 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 a not a big thing. And so we're looking for follow up card games. So that was my rat attack uh cat story uh, mm-hmm. i'll pass to you what's your closing story yeah so this is uh, this is one of those stories that i share in that like okay if caden were to listen to this when he's older he's either gonna find it kind of hilarious or super embarrassing so i won't like tell every gory well there's no gory details it's just kind of a funny you story he talked about how he shat himself during <laughs> batman versus superman i you can go ahead and try to embarrass him further, but I don't know you'll be able to. Okay, challenge accepted. So before I went to the cottage, this was like weeks ago, Caden um, was complaining that it that it hurt when he peed. So we were like, oh crap, well we better check this out because if we go to the cottage and, and it's out in the middle of nowhere and this is a serious thing, uh, we could have an issue. So I ta- I, I'm the one taking him into the hospital. We take him to the after hours like, pop clinic which is the sort of a a children's sort of 
wing of the hospital more of a room really so we go in we check in we wait in line and Caden's being super patient and ashley said oh make sure he doesn't go pee because they'll probably ask for a pee sample just to see if everything's clear so we go in and we he obviously had of course he has to pee while we're in line so i'm like all right fine he goes for a monster pee and i'm like oh great uh this is gonna go well so we go into the doctor's office where we check in and and the lady asks like oh what's your name it's like my name's Caden and my penis hurts. <laughs> I'm like, oh god. <laughs> so I I said, and she's like, wow, he's very uh he's very direct, straight to the point. Okay, I appreciate this. Um, and I was like, yeah, he, his name's Caden and well, his penis hurts. So uh, they check him in. We we get it all sorted. They ask for a, a pee sample. So I'm like, buddy, you got to pee in this cup. And he's like, why? I just went pee. And I'm like, well, just try. Like, do you got a couple dribbles for me? <laughs> So he pees in the cup a little bit, and we take it back. I'm like, he went pee while we were in line, so this is all I got. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Um, Long story short, we finally get in to see the doctor. And evidently, this is a boy thing. Um, But the doctor comes in. I explain the situation. She's like, oh, well, does he go swimming very often? Does he wear swim trunks with the mesh in it? I'm like, yeah, sometimes, I guess. And she's like, oh, well, I usually cut that out because sometimes it can cause, cause, like, uh, friction and and then can cause small cuts and i'm like oh because she's like yeah there's there's small cuts here so he just needs like some over-the-counter cream to kind of help it heal along and i was like i had no idea so when i talked to ashley she's like oh yeah that makes perfect sense because he had just gone swimming the other day and we were about to go even more swimming while we were at the cottage so turns out his balls got cut up yeah well it wasn't his balls but uh yeah he uh he was he's fine shortly after but i just thought the funny part of it was he just went into this doctor's office and told a complete stranger his name and that his penis hurts and uh i thought great well don't tell anybody else uh maybe we keep that between like between the doctor and you and uh, we'll go from there. But uh, little boy, what's your problem? I'm sorry, nurse, but my penis hurts. And Batman versus Superman is an overinflated mess of a film. I mean, <laughs> She's yeah. Like, well, interesting. Are they uh, related? Well, <laughs> no, no, no. no. A separate <laughs> conversation. No, but when I watch it, my penis hurts more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Caden, if you're listening to this, yeah. I'm sure Abigail will get her fair share of stories as well. Caden, you've had a rough ride this episode. I know. You, know. you can give this episode one shit in the diaper. <laughs> you know. I think that was a mildly positive review, though. He didn't really understand what was going on, but it was like at least there was stuff going on screen that he understood. He just poops. He, at that stage of his life, he was pooping for a lot of things. Um, but, uh, was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. He has no... I, I, I'm sure that the other parents loved the fact that you brought a three-month-old to Batman versus Superman. I'm I, sure that was. I think, that. from what I recall of the scenario, myself and uh, my sister-in-law's boyfriend at the time, we watched the film. My sister-in-law and Ashley were kind of like trying to keep Caden, you know, happy because it was a long movie and it was just it was a rookie parent mistake. And of course, I I brought my, you know, Ashley and Caden along for the ride. And it was that was a mistake on all of our parts. Really, we we all should have stayed home that day. Um, So, yeah, no. uh, So that was kind of remember when the Internet was so pissed off about Ben Affleck being Superman, uh, Batman. God, that seems like a long time ago. He made a good Batman. The movie yeah, was just bad, okay? Like, yeah, I know. I know in the end, like, who gave a shit? But I remember when it was announced, Ben Affleck's going to be Batman. It's like the internet exploded. Ben Affleck's <laughs> a good actor. I mean, he made yeah. one, two... No, he made one bad superhero film. Did, he, did they make a Daredevil 2? I don't think they did. No, no. Yeah. They made Electro, which was a spinoff. Yeah, that was probably Daredevil. what killed Daredevil 2. Um yeah, maybe. Maybe. Any, well, Daredevil probably killed Daredevil, too. Yeah, uh, we're, we're, yeah, we're getting off the rails here, but anyways, I hope you enjoyed those stories. We're going to close out with a short piece of listener feedback, and I don't rem- remember if we read any of these last week, but we'll read the Paw Patrol-related one, because we had a Paw Patrol story this week. Holt via Twitter says, Paw Patrol-related. My three-year-old has a strong imagination. For the last six weeks, he wants to be called Chase. I'm Rubble, and my wife is Sky." six weeks we have at least gotten him to drop it in 
<laughs> drop it in public and at school so i guess uh i feel so bad for him uh, i don't know it sounds it sounds all right like at least you're not you know like relegated to like the lower scale of paw patrol like you're not an everest or a tracker where they like show up every 10 or, episodes right or zuma he's the worst although Zuma's i pretty just good. i just uh I just find it funny, like, like I, I have lamented this before about mm-hmm. the chase agenda, about how, like, it's like, there's all these pups. Right. But it's clear that chase is the best one. Like, they're always like, you know, r- r- um, riders, like, let me choose. Who am I going to bring along for this job? I'm going to take uh, chase. And, like, I just feel like, <laughs> I just feel like Zuma should just roll his eyes and be like, big fucking surprise yeah. way to go <laughs> you took the guy that gets all the new gear he's got a freaking drone yeah like because in the beginning it was sometimes funny because it was like you know you would try to, i would try to as a parent be like okay who's rider gonna pick this time based on the problem i'm like, right. well it's a, you know it's a fire mm-hmm. so marshall. he's gonna uh he's gonna pick marshall and then uh maybe he would pick uh you know, Sky because she's a helicopter, right? And can 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 drop water from the air or something. Nope, it's Chase, and he's gonna stop traffic. Well, I'm that's like, he's a traffic. He's a traffic dog. Like he he he's always required. But my favorite part about Chase was I remember when Paw Patrol was getting big in this household once Caden got old enough to start watching it. I remember googling. I was trying to figure out who the voice of Chase was because we'd watched so much Paw Patrol, but that between seasons one and five, Chase's voice somewhat changed. Turns out when a kid hits a certain age, his voice changes. And that was the occurrence is it was the same voice actor, just getting a little bit older. And yeah, just uh, like Chase. Yeah, just like Chase. But my favorite thing is I came across a message board. It was definitely American. And these people were talking about about Chase. It's like, and someone says, and I hate in the later seasons how Chase has turned into just a friendly cop into some like spy slash, you know, SWAT dog. And I think it's really bad that we're teaching our kids that like cops are so, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, because there's, there's a complex with cops in the States and of course i'm not gonna get into it but anyways they were like insinuating that paw patrol had an agenda by giving chase like more equipment and more like like swat gear basically it's a pro chase agenda for sure yeah i i uh i do think that it is funny like when we talk like or open this show talking about the monetization of nostalgia how like how like in 15 15 years or whatever you know like you know that there's going to be like a Paw Patrol movie, like, targeting adults, like, Transformers, oh, really? you know, like, oh, yeah, for But, like, sure. Paw Patrol isn't on the same level of Transformers and that Transformers was never a teeny, show for three-year-olds. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or whatever, like, like, mm. I know, for sure, for sure there's gonna be, like, an adult Paw Patrol movie where they're gonna <laughs> render each pup using the Lion King technology or some shit like that. Like a live-action Paw Patrol, similar to, like, like, maybe 101 Dalmatians, which they are working on like a live action version. Oh yeah, for sure it'll okay. be it'll it'll be I I guarantee it to get the people that are like the cadence when he's like 13, they'll be like, "Oh man, I love that show." I I'm going to you know. I think you're you know. overestimating like I think the shows I, I remember watching on it. it. The shows I remember watching like I don't remember watching many shows, but I'm sure if I asked my my parents like, "What show did I absolutely love when I was 3 or 4?" and then think about whether I would even care to watch an upgraded version when i'm 13 like although then i think like you look at there are shows that kind of permeate that age level and you look at uh my little pony and how that is sort of kind of like the re like i don't do you call it a reboot? the reboot's awesome yeah it's like the reboot is kind of hit hit all ages as opposed to the original was which was clearly you know targeted at a specific age range and and even probably down to specific gender right so but I never oh, watched yeah. any of it, so I have no idea. Um, yeah, no, it is funny. It is funny. I I feel bad for Holt and being known as Rubble. I guess it could be worse. He could be known Rubble as Zuma. is is my favorite pup. So I think I think Holt's Holt lucked out on this one. But it shows it shows your kid like going straight to choosing Chase. I mean, that's like uh that maybe that's just the show reinforcing like everybody picks Chase, but. Abby went to Zuma. She's a very compassionate person. She noticed know, that Zuma I, was being like, you know, <laughs> marginalized. Yeah, exactly. 
I'm Rocky, man. Rocky's the guy. Like, yeah. He's the one. He can do. He's like he can do all this shit that nobody else can do. It's like when I'm like, how are they going to solve this? Rocky pulls out some crazy shit. So I think the people Rocky. complaining that Chase is like being over, you know, overindulged like as me, like yes. sort of a SWAT sort of like oh the police type thing. They're probably the same people who are slowly realizing, wait a minute, Rocky's pro climate change. We can't watch this show anymore. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Rocky is fighting climate change. He's yeah. not pro climate change. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. He's he's don't don't, don't besmirch Rocky. Actually, yeah. you know what? I'm I'm putting together this this movie, sure. live action movie, and, and 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 when they when they all like when they're all revealed early on, like they'll mm-hmm, be the tower, mm-hmm. and it'll do like this giant camera pan. And then, like, they will have introduced Ryder, and like, they'll be while the credits are playing. Though he's like slowly like coming to the tower, and then, and then uh, when the when the the credits hit big time, mm-hmm. they'll cue the "Who Let the Dogs Out" song Oof. from the nine the nineties. They'll all they'll, they'll they'll all run, and they'll be on skateboards and different things, and it'll be like "Who Let the Dogs." But out? you get Pharrell and, to do it, not like because he yeah, oh, you yeah. also bring him back. Well, it'll be somebody, yeah, somebody who's even cooler, like who will be cool from that, you know, time period. Will be doing it'll be like retro, but also like, uh, and everyone's like, hmm. oh, it's that song, but it's also the Paw Patrol. Uh, and you know what? Will. I think like what you're describing, this already exists for a different property. They did that Dora the Explorer live action film where she's in like high school. Yes, exactly. Okay. there you go. Never mind. Maybe They're, you're onto something. I don't the, know. That's what the, the that's what they'll do, and okay. uh, you know, and Sony will do it after they're done making <laughs> Princess Bride Seven. You oh, know, like God. so. And with that, Ryan. Yeah, that's I'm pretty cute. good. That's a good ending point. Uh, you know, Sony Pictures wrapping her all up. That's going to do it. You can visit us on the web at tgistudios.com slash dad. Email the show dad at tgistudios.com. You can follow us on Twitter. Both Croft and I are very active on Twitter. You can find me at rmurphy and Crofton at Crofton Steers. That's going to do it for this episode of Dungeons & Diapers. Have a great week, and we'll see you soon. Bye, everybody. Woo!